providing timely, relevant content to providers who care for children. Welcome to Pediatrics in Practice, presented by Children's Mercy Kansas City. Here's Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is getting in front of type 2 diabetes, and my guest is Dr. Yoon Yane. She is the medical director of the Type 2 Diabetes Prevention Program in the Endocrine Department at Children's Mercy Kansas City. Dr. Yane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, obviously, I think we all know that the you know, type 2 diabetes originally was called adult-onset diabetes, and, but that's not the case anymore. Why are we seeing an increase in children with type 2 diabetes? So that is a very good question. Um, because type 2 diabetes is linked with overweight or obese. So over the past two decades, we see more and more people um, become uh, overweight or obese. And when the patient have obese, they will uh, become insulin resistant. So this is a fundamental uh, mechanism for the patient to develop type 2 diabetes. Yeah, so basically what we're seeing is some of the, the same risk factors that we see in the adult population, right? Obesity, bad diet, lack of exercise. We're seeing that in kids more today. And that's why we're seeing the rise in, in type 2 diabetes. W- what do you think, you know, at the, at the practitioner level in, in, you know, in the everyday clinics, the community hospitals, what could we be doing better to get a handle of this problem? So, first of all, um, for the community and also the public health, uh, we would like to um, make uh, awareness, you know, the healthy lifestyle is very important to prevent overweight or obese. And also, uh, it is important for the parents to know um, to bring the patient to the uh, primary uh, provider, pediatrician, uh, for annual check. And so they can, uh, the patient can be found early if they have abnormal weight gain uh, or overweight obese. So um, the patient can receive um, their first hand of education from the pediatrician regarding the lifestyle modification to prevent, uh, you know, further weight gain or like at least maintain the weight when the patient uh, is still growing. Right. So you're right, Dr. Yang. We got to get a handle of this before the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. When a community physician or nurse practitioner um, is trying to make those lifestyle modification and encouraging the patient and the family to do that, at what point, though, if if they're not making any headway, at, at what point is it time to come to a clinic that, that you are running at Children's Mercy? Yeah, so uh, we, um, receive the, we receive the referral from the uh, local pediatrician. When the patient, uh, the pediatrician were screening um, the uh, risk factors. So if the patient uh, is overweight and also they have a um, first or second uh, degree of the relative has type 2 diabetes or they are, you know, some minority group like um, American Indian, Black, Latino. So they have a higher risk to develop diabetes if they are overweight. And also if the patient has a clinical sign of insulin resistance, uh, such as, you know, high blood pressure, um, dyslipidemia, 
and also acanthosis necrican, which is the darker color on the around the neck region, where the patient has uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or when the patient are uh, born with a very low birth weight. Um, so uh, the pediatrician were uh, run some lab, you know, so they check, in general, they were check hemoglobin A1C, which is a marker reflect the uh, the average blood sugar over the past two to three months. And if the hemoglobin A1C is elevated, I would say normal high norm uh, range is 5.7%. Uh, so um, in that case, they are, um, they send the patient to us. And also if the patient has uh, elevated triglyceride, uh, which is the marker of the insulin resistance, or the patient has abnormal liver enzyme, which is, you know, uh, the sign of the um, fatty liver syndrome. Right. So, uh, and also we uh, see the patient, uh, if they are very young, younger than five-year-old, um, so because they um, will have some other um, uh, conditions that might uh, cause the overweight, like a genetic condition. I, you know, Dr. Yan, I want to talk about two of the uh, blood tests that you just mentioned. Um, and of course, physicians mm-hmm. are very are very familiar with these two blood tests. They check them all the time, and that's hemoglobin A1C and the triglycerides. You know, if you if you read some of the literature that's out there, um, let's talk about hemoglobin A1C first. Um, some of the studies show, you know, n- normal hemoglobin A1C might be in the six, seven range. Um, but but I think more and more clinicians are finding that to be too high. So you're targeting a much lower hemoglobin A1C, is that correct? Yeah, so the normal hemoglobin A1C uh, we would like to see is uh, 5.7% or lower. Yeah, okay, and so, and how, I mean, so in, in the context of a, of a child who's overweight, who's not eating well, who's, who's inactive, what kind of hemoglobin A1Cs do you, do you commonly see? What, what, what level does it get up to? Yeah, so in general, um, it's um, from the 5.8% to like 6.3%. That are the populations, that are the patients we see the most before they uh, develop real true type 2 diabetes, which is hemoglobin A1C will be 6.5 and above. Right. Okay. So, so, so that, that five and a half to six and a half range, that's that opportunity, right? To act now and proactively start doing the things we need to do to improve insulin sensitivity. What about the triglycerides? What's your, what level do you look for there? Triglyceride actually based on the new uh, pediatric endocrine society. So the new criteria based on the age, in general, we, we don't want to see higher than 130 for the older patient, for the younger patient. But for the older patient, we would like to see actually lower than 100, which is a little bit different with the you know regular uh, reference range, because based on the lab, sometimes they were labeled it is normal if the triglyceride yeah. is less than 200, which is high for the patient if they are overweight or obese. Right. Yeah. So we need to rethink those triglyceride numbers a little bit as well. Um, you know. So before we get into, <clears throat> excuse me, the um the clinic that you manage, the the Type 2 Diabetes Prevention Program at Children's Mercy. I want to talk a little bit about and, and get your take on this. How how powerful, how, how much of an effect can those lifestyle modifications really make? If a child loses weight and starts eating fresh, healthy food, 
What kind of outcome do we see from that? It is great outcome. So um, we see a lot good result after the patient made lifestyle modification, um, you know, including reduced sugary-containing beverage and uh, increased vegetable intake and reduce and control the carbohydrate portion size and increase physical activity level. So we do see very good result. When I see the patient back in three or four months, when we recheck the lab, and then so all the markers actually has improved, have improved. So uh, we do see a very good result if the patient can uh, make change. Let's talk a little bit, Dr. Yin, about the, the clinic that you run at Children's Mercy. Walk us through a typical patient visit with the family um, when they come see you. Yeah. Um, so when the patient come here, and uh, I work with uh, one nutrition specialist working in our clinic, so the patient will be evaluated by nutrition specialist regarding the um, uh, lifestyle. So the nutrition specialist will find the area the patient can make change, such as you know um, reduce the sugary drinks uh, or actually avoid, and also uh, increase the vegetable intake, and uh, uh, evaluate the patient's screening time, like a like stay on the computer or uh, phone and a game, and also talking about physical activity. Uh, that is um, the the uh, very important, uh, you know, uh, role for the nutrition specialist to give uh, the education to the family and the patient. So after the uh, nutrition specialist sees the patient, we will talk through, and then so I will learn something like key things so the nutrition specialist, uh, you know, would like to make change first. Um, I will go to see the patient and emphasize the, the key points. And uh, as a pediatric endocrinologist, um, I, um, the, the, the two things I'm actually focused on, um, uh, in addition to the uh, lifestyle modification, um, is screening for any potential reason actually cause this uh, abnormal weight gain, such as some rare condition like Cushing syndrome and uh, uh, significant uh, hypothyroidism or some genetic condition like Prader-Willier syndrome uh, or other uh, condi- rare conditions. That's number one. Uh, number two is that I uh, would like we, as a medical provider, we screening for the comorbidity or like complication, uh, like sleep apnea, or if the female, and we're screening for the uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a PCOS, and also if the patient has any orthopedic uh, uh, complication like uh, joint injury or knee injury, uh, or we're screening for the uh, mental health, like if the patient has depression or anxiety. Um, you know, so this just, uh, um, we combine this uh, effort together so the number one is that we can give the patient instruction and also give them tool and how to make change. But in the meantime, we would like the patient and the parents to understand, you know, why that we needed to make a change, right? So number one is that we would like to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. And also, we would like the patient to have a good life quality in the future. Right. 
Well, very comprehensive, right? And I like that approach where you're really looking at the the child holistically. What's going on? Why is there that weight gain? So it's it's a very comprehensive and rigorous um, workup of, of the child. So, Dr. Yane, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing at Children's Mercy, and I want to thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Pediatrics in Practice with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.